Hello and welcome to River Talk, where we sit down with some of the Rivertown area's most interesting and notable people. My guest today is Cynthia Knox, the CEO of Caring for the Hungry and Homeless of Peekskill, aka CHOP. Ms. Knox, thank you for sitting down with me. Christian, thank you so much for having me here today. It's truly a pleasure to be here. Uh, so first of all, tell me a little bit about CHOP, uh, its history, and what it does for the community. Sure. Well, CHOP was started over 30 years ago, and it was started because there was an individual in Peekskill who was homeless who suffered from severe frostbite. So members of the community came together and said, this can't stand, we need to do something about it. So they created a warming center for homeless people to come in out of the cold. And then over the years, um, the, the organization grew developing programs that were responsive to community needs. Our ethos at CHOP is that every individual has the right to safe and affordable housing and healthy and nutritious food. We work to alleviate hunger and homelessness in Peekskill and the surrounding area. And we do that through our five programs. Some people are familiar with the Jan Peak House located here in Peekskill. Jan Peak House is the only 24 seven shelter for homeless adults in Northern Westchester. We operate, as I said, 24 seven, and we work with three primary groups of clients. We work with clients who are Department of Social Services clients who are placed here by the Department of Social Services. We work with veterans who are placed here by the Veterans Administration in Montrose. And we work with clients who are drop-in clients. With each of these groups, we provide robust case management services to assist people with obtaining and accessing employment, education, healthcare services, behavioral services, and of course, transitioning to permanent housing so that they can move forward with their lives. We also operate two off-site housing programs. One program is Turning Point. Turning Point is a permanent supportive housing program for formerly chronically homeless individuals living with a disability. What a permanent supportive housing program is, is that the individuals live in their own apartments and maintain their daily lives. We provide case management services to help them stay stably housed. We operate another off-site housing program known as RISE. RISE is rehousing in supportive environments. We operate that program in collaboration with two other organizations, Lifting Up Westchester and My Sister's Place. RISE is a program that is dedicated to providing housing, case management, employment services, and domestic violence support services to domestic violence survivors and their families. Our final program that we operate in the community is Fred's Pantry. Many people may be familiar that during the pandemic, the need for food rose exponentially. At Fred's Pantry, we had to do a quick turnaround when the pandemic hit. Prior to the pandemic, we had been operating one day a week and would serve approximately 95, maybe 100 individuals. Once the pandemic hit, we started serving hundreds of people a week, up to 551 week. Um, in all of 2020, we served 62,000 individuals, representing almost 16,000 households. And one of the things that we are most proud about at Fred's Pantry is that the pandemic really helped us with a paradigm shift 
we had always had a focus on healthy and nutritious food uh, because we want to bring good food in the community. But when the pandemic hit, and we know that Peekskill has a high incidence of diabetes and hypertension, we knew that we had to be even more intentional about ensuring that the food that we're bringing into the community strengthens people's immune systems. So we are very proud to be able to share with people that we are part of a farm-to-pantry program. And what that means is, because of the generosity of a funder, we have been able to bring fresh local beef to the food pantry from a local farm and farm fresh vegetables so that the food that we're bringing into the community strengthens the community. Now, the final point I'll make about Fred's Pantry is we thought in 2021 that we would be serving far less people than we did in 2020. Well, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, unfortunately. Through the end of October, we have served approximately 50,000 people. Um, so it looks like the need will continue to be significant for some period of time. Wow. Um, so you brought up case managers. Mm-hmm. Now, am I right in assuming that everyone who comes through shop is, is assigned a case manager who kind of works with them one-on-one? That's exactly right. Each one of our programs has a case manager working in that particular program. So if you're a veteran that comes here um, through the the program with the VA, the veterans case manager works directly with you, as well as a part-time housing case manager. So they work in tandem to make sure that you get the services that you need because our goal is to help people move forward permanently. We want to help get people stably housed and give them the services and the supports and the tools that they need to, to be long-term successful. And, and what, kind of, what kind of programs and training and, and, and stuff typically assist in that journey? Um, the programs are linkages to employment programs, um, linkages to educational programs, uh, ensuring that people are getting the proper medical services. A lot of uh, individuals who are struggling with homelessness have not had adequate medical care. If, you're, if you don't have adequate medical care and you have health problems, you're not going to be able to get those educational services or the employment services. Similarly, if you have behavioral health needs, mental, if you need mental health services, you need to get those services because if you don't get those services, all that is a barrier towards you being able to achieve permanent stability. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot of elements that all have to be considered kind of at the same time. Yeah, and I would say that the, the uh, uh, common element through everything is the high cost of housing. As everybody is probably aware, uh, the price of housing in Westchester County in particular has skyrocketed, and low-wage workers, we're seeing, we're seeing um, two groups of, of clients overall in terms of we're seeing people that are newly homeless uh, because they can't afford the rent. Um, and either they don't have a job or the, the wages are so low that it doesn't support adequate housing. And then we're seeing people that are chronically homeless um, and have been and have significant barriers such as like a disability. So, for example, if you're a disabled individual receiving Social Security payments, it's, about, it's a little less than $800 a month. Um, unless you can find a program that supports the housing you cannot pay for housing on that kind of a monthly income. 
So let's talk a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, Jam Peak House has been around for, as you said, about 30 years. You haven't been involved from the beginning, right? Has, has this been a more recent thing? I, I, have, I have not been involved since the beginning. And thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> so what is your background uh, and, what, and what kind of inspired you to be where you are today? Uh-huh. I come from a public interest law background. Um, I, uh, for many years, I did HIV AIDS work and then general civil legal services. So I'm very a very passionate advocate, as many people who have interacted with me, good and bad, uh, will, will share. And when the opportunity to do this kind of meaningful work in my own community, because I live in Peekskill and have lived in Peekskill for decades, um, was an opportunity I couldn't turn down um, to try and make some meaningful change in my own community. And it's been a really wonderful experience, particularly in the last couple years where we have really understood how to tell our story about what we're doing in the community and the response that we get from the community. Uh, just overwhelming generosity from people in terms of you know, financial donations, food donations, new clothing donations. So it makes me very proud to be part of this community. That's great. Uh, and so the Turkey Trot is this weekend, uh, if you're listening to this before the 20th. Uh, otherwise, it already happened. But tell me a little bit about this. This was uh, a big community event for, for a while, and CHOP is sort of taking on the mantle of it. Uh, tell me about how... You got involved in in planning this and and what we should expect. We are super excited about the turkey trot on Saturday. Weather predictions are good. It's going to be a little chilly, but if you're carrying 15-pound turkey and running, that's probably a good thing. Um, So, so far, um, as of this morning, we had about 87 people registered. And many people are used to doing day of registration. So we expect a really big crowd. Um, And to explain what the Turkey Trot is, it's a really fun, family-friendly event where people dress up in costumes, they bring a turkey, and they run or they trot a short course with their turkey, and people do all kinds of really fun things. They carry them in strollers, backpacks, uh, the hospital or EMS did it on a stretcher one year, so it's just a tremendous amount of creativity. And we have a lot of elected officials coming to give brief remarks. They're going to be brief, and coffee and bagels. It's just basically a celebration. And at the end of the race, the turkeys are collected because we do our turkey distribution to the community later in the day. And one thing that we have added this year, which I'm super, super excited about, is this initiative that we're doing in conjunction with the chamber and with the Peekskill Farmers Market is squash out hunger. Um, uh, um, uh, sorry, train went by and I lost my train of, train <laughs> of thought. <laughs> we were encouraging people to buy root vegetables at the farmer's market uh, and donate them so that in addition to the turkeys, we can hand out these healthy root vegetables. We were at the farmer's market last week and we collected well over 100 pounds. It's just it's just incredibly beautiful produce that we will be handing out. And the farmer's market was very supportive and uh, the vendors there. So it should be a really great event. 
And how we got involved is that we had been um, a recipient of the turkeys for many years, and the turkey trot had been organized by a local restaurant, which unfortunately went out of business pre-pandemic. Um, so, you know, we really wanted to make it happen this year. We knew last year it would not be appropriate to do that. Sure. And so we just really wanted to bring people together to do this this year. And we have gotten a groundswell of support. We have 13 sponsors ranging from the River Journal News, which is our official media sponsor and has given us great coverage to the New York Presbyterian Hospital, Mid-Hudson Valley Federal Credit Union, Hudson Hospitality Group, Taconic Roadrunners, Chuck Newman Company, Lanza Family Foundation, the Hudson Valley Gateway Chamber, and the Central, and the Rotary Club of Peekskill. So these are all organizations that have come together and said, this is a really great community thing, let's do this. So. We're poised to distribute 300 turkeys and lots of root vegetables on Saturday. So please come on down. Well, that's great. I know I'll be there. Um, so yeah, you brought up your partnership with uh, local farms, uh, with many local organizations and restaurants that are uh, being a part of the turkey trot. How important are those relationships with, with other organizations and businesses? Next week, I'm going to be doing a talk at the Hudson Valley Gateway Chamber uh, just about that topic. We believe very passionately at CHOP that collaborations with individuals and organizations is what we need to do. Um, that's a leveraging of resources. So if we come together and say, together, we're going to work to help root out food insecurity, we can do it so much better if we do it together. Um, so to have all these different partners with the turkey trot so that everybody has an opportunity to bring their gifts to the table just strengthens the community, it strengthens bonds, and it's better for everybody. And, and finally, uh, you, you mentioned you've been a resident of Peaksville for many years. Obviously, the amount you care about the community really informed your involvement with CHOP. Tell me uh, uh, what it is about Peaksville that makes you love it so much. Peekskill is a wonderfully diverse community. We're sometimes a fractious community, um, but it's just, um, there's so many different types of people. And it's a community where, we were when, when, when I first moved here in 91 or 92 with my spouse, you, you knew the people in the neighborhood. You knew the person at the deli. And so you had this rich diversity of different cultures and people and the beautiful landscape of the Hudson Valley, but it had a sense of real community. And I see tremendous community involvement in all the different efforts in Peekskill. And that's what I love about Peekskill. And so tell the folks listening how they can get involved in CHOP or, or donate to CHOP, help out. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. People can go to www dot c h h o p dot org and we appreciate your donations in whatever format you can provide uh, we are still accepting volunteers for fred's pantry unfortunately the facility jan peak house is not open to volunteers yet um, but if you're interested in volunteering at the food pantry uh, go to that volunteer page on our website at www.cchop.org. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Miss Knox. It was uh, really a pleasure speaking with you. Christian, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. River Talk is a production of River Towns Media, publisher of River Journal and River Journal North. For more information, check out riverjournalonline.com slash rivertalk. Do you know someone from the area who would make a great guest on our show? Let us know at rivertalk at rivertownsmedia.com. River Talk is executive produced by Alan Begun and Bruce Apar of River Towns Media. I'm Christian Larson, and I'll see you next time.